All right, Niner fans, this one's going to be a little rough. The hype train, well, you know, it never stops, but it might take a couple pit stops on the way to where it needs to be. Niner Nate with you here. Welcome to the Niner Nation podcast. And we're going to do something a little different this week. With the nature of how everything went yesterday and the sky is falling and all that stuff, I wanted to try and do something a little different. We already had Rob Stats Guerrera decide that he wants to make the most negative podcast I've ever listened to in my entire life. So I'm going to try and kind of give you some positive uh, things to look at. There's stuff we need to talk about because it's not, it's not great to lose to that Eagles team on Sunday night football and the way they did, but there's really nothing you can do about it now. They flat out lost to a team that was not as good as they are. The whole world knows it. The whole world picked the 49ers going into this game, and they straight up blew it, and we're going to talk about that. But last week we didn't get our NFC West check-in because we were talking to John Lund. So let's get a quick NFC West check-in. The Seattle Seahawks are still undefeated. They knock off Miami 31-23, and I hate to say it, guys, but I don't know if we're going to be able to win the West this year. It's – what Seattle's doing is actually miraculous. They're so bad on defense, but it doesn't matter. And, yes, Miami sucks. Like, why 2-0 isn't the quarterback that will be playing the Niners on Sunday is still completely and utterly beyond me. But they went in to Miami and got the job done, as they've done, it seems like, every week in, yes, sloppy fashion – Yes, it doesn't you know, look as good as the Niners did with a lot of their games last year, but they're getting it done. Russell's cooking, and that team's 4-0, and they're going to be 5-0 because the Minnesota Vikings are terrible as well. So I hate to say it, and we're going to talk more about this as the show goes on because this is really going to be a, a, a sobering show, but the hype train never stops, and we're going to try and – there's still things to be excited about. This is still a really good football team, but – the Seattle Seahawks are probably going to win the NFC West, and I, I, it pains me so much to tell you that. It's, um, it's, it sucks. Um, there's, there's a chance. You know, there's totally chances. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. But with the way Seattle's playing and the, ex, the elite level that we're seeing Russell Wilson, I just don't see a world in which the 49ers can win this division unless the Seahawks just fall off of the earth, which is very well possible. But it generally doesn't happen with a Pete Carroll-led team, which just sucks to say. Arizona lost again. They lost uh, 31-21 to to the Carolina Panthers, who aren't good and don't have Christian McCaffrey. So that's another thing we need to talk about is, was that 49er game the week one an anomaly? You know, that Arizona Cardinal team really doesn't seem like they're that good. But uh, they are now 2-2 two and two with the Niners, but the Niners are in last because they lost to Arizona. I think that they can take care of Arizona the next time they play them. I think that, that the first game was an anomaly, but there's more to talk about there. And the LA Rams took out the horrible, 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 horrible New York Giants 17-9 in a game that was just so sloppy and so – it was so close for so long. I was kind of blown away. But And then we got to Sunday night, and the Niners – really just didn't take care of business and lost to the Philadelphia Eagles 25 to 20. And, you know, talking about this game, I think the number one factor that we're going to have to talk about today is the 49ers need Jimmy Garoppolo and whether or not he was awful week one, which he totally was. He was, he was terrible. We told you on this show, I think everybody on Niners nation told you he was awful, but 
when you have a backup like Nick Mullins who just can't get it done under pressure and his just holds the ball even longer than Jimmy does, which, you know, sometimes Jimmy Garoppolo holds the ball way too long. But the interceptions that Nick Mullins threw yesterday were worse than anything Jimmy Garoppolo has ever thrown in his entire life. And, you know, if you were on this train, and I think, I think Rob said it yesterday on his show, if you were on this train that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the starter of this team, you just got a nice, a nice gut check last night. Uh, it's obvious who the starting quarterback is. Kyle's told you it. John's told you it. We're telling you here on Niners Nation. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback for this team, and he may not be Patrick Mahomes. He may not be Russell Wilson. Heck, he may not even be Matt Ryan, but he's the starting quarterback of this team. He led this team to the Super Bowl, and you have to stick by him. He is the guy, and I think the team will play better as the weeks go on because Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. You know, Nick Mullins lost that game last night. You know, we, we're going to talk about the offensive line, and that's, that's a problem. And, but the thing is, is there are teams that are able to play better than Nick Mullins did with way worse offensive lines. And, you know, I don't think that Nick Mullins ever takes another snap under center for this team. What CJ did in that, the end of that fourth quarter was enough to probably give him the job uh, going forward. Uh, do I think that CJ Beathard's good? No. No, I don't. I don't think either backups for the 49ers are good. Just like I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is this elite quarterback who, you know, is going to win games on his own. I think he's good. I think he's talented. I think he has the skill set. He has the quick release, the quick, you know, he's, he's smart. And he doesn't always make the smartest decisions. But he's good enough to win games for this team. And because specifically of my second point, the defense is still really good. And yes, they're banged up. No Nick Bosa. Uh, Deion Jordan was out there. He wasn't real great. Ziggy Ansah's hurt. Now he's out for the season. He wasn't really doing a whole lot. But the coverage is still not bad. At one point, the last corner they had out there was Dante Johnson. And he, yes, he let off a, a, you know, a horrible, that was a horrible play but, that he allowed for that touchdown. But Carson Wentz also made a great play. You know, Carson Wentz is still... He still has that first-round pick quarterback kind of mentality, I feel like. And he really came out and showed it last night. And the Niners are banged up, you know. Uh, maybe not at safety, but at corner, they didn't have, they didn't have a Kella Witherspoon. They didn't have Emmanuel Mosley. They didn't have Richard Sherman. And that's no excuse to lose to this Eagles team, first of all. This Eagles team is not good. They're banged up. They're just as banged up as you are, really. They might be even more banged up. They just have a starting quarterback, which could be the biggest difference maker in this game, which it ended up being. But – their defense was banged up. Their pass rush was really good, despite the fact that they're pretty banged up. But, you know, the Niners' defense, you know, held this team to not a lot of points. And after that first, you know, the first touchdown by Carson Wentz, you know, the defense really shored up. And shout out to Kerry Hyder, man. Awesome player. Like, what he's done coming in and, and filling in for, you know, a guy like Nick Bosa, who's probably, as I've said on this show, the second or third best defensive end in the entire league. And Kerry Hyder came out and he balled, just balled out. And it was exactly what we needed in that game. And he gave us the opportunity to win. Eric Armstead gave us the opportunity to win in that game. They were good players. And Wentz just made great plays and, and, and got the ball off and didn't take sacks. Wentz should have been sacked 10 times in that game. He made some terrific plays that I don't think a lot of Niner fans expected because he's been so bad over the last couple of weeks but he's still Carson Wentz. 
And he still was running. He almost had an MVP the year they went to the Super Bowl. And yes, Nick Foles was the one who won the Super Bowl. But Carson Wentz was amazing that year. Absolutely amazing before he got hurt. And, you know, we didn't see that Carson Wentz. I don't think he was that good. He was good, but he wasn't, you know, he just hasn't been the same guy since that, that knee injury. But he was good enough, and he made the plays he needed to with garbage receivers, you know, and the Niners really didn't allow a lot of rushing yards, you know. Miles Sanders, who, you know, if you play fantasy football, was a big target in a lot of leagues because, you know, people thought he was really good. And they held Miles Sanders to 46 yards on 13 carries. The biggest kicker and the thing that drives me crazy is the Niners still can't stop running quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. Carson Wentz isn't fast. You know, Carson Wentz had seven carries for 37 yards and it killed him every time. And Fred Warner was, you know, they talked to him and said, why can't you stop running quarterbacks? And he said, you know, it's something we have to work on. It's like, of course you do. You know, you play Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and, you know, it's just, it's so annoying because they're so, they are so talented. We're so lucky to have a team that has this much talent on defense and, you know, they can't stop running quarterbacks and I just do not get it. And I think a lot of people are scratching their heads right now and just wondering why the 49ers cannot stop these running quarterbacks. And I don't know if it's something that's going to change eventually, but it has to, right? It has to. Because if they get to Russell Wilson and they let him run around the field, it doesn't matter if he throws deep balls or not. If they run around the field like an idiot, they're going to get killed. And it's, they're definitely not going to win the West. You know, right now there's probably, I'd say, 40% chance they win the NFC West right now. No, not even that. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I like to be positive, but there's probably a 20, 30% chance that they win the NFC West. And if they let Russell Wilson just run all over him and, and do his thing he's been doing to everybody else, then there's no chance. It's a 0% chance. You know, uh, from what I've seen for this team, they need to pick it up, but they also need to get healthy. And I'm hoping once they get healthy, they can then pick it up and, and, and sneak in as one of those wild card teams because with the nature of the playoff system, I think it looks, it's starting to look like Green Bay is probably going to be the one seed. They don't really play any – they play in the, one of the worst divisions. They're not going to lose to the Bears. They're not going to lose to the Vikings, and they're not going to lose to the Lions. So they're going to have – I think they're going to have a better record than Seattle when it's all said and done. And, you know, hopefully they come into San Francisco and lose, you know, both Seattle and Green Bay. But there's so much uncertainty with this team right now. Um, and Green Bay is really good. And they really took it to the Falcons uh, last night. And, you know, they've really taken it to everybody they've played so far. You know, they, they haven't looked bad. I, I said last week, I think Rodgers is playing with this, this FU mentality. And it's really obvious that Rodgers wants to get the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl because I think they're probably moving on from him no matter what he does. You know, they wouldn't draft Jordan Love, and he's apparently not even the second-string quarterback there. So. But that's besides the point. That's the Packers and the Seahawks. And that's, you know, that's a different conversation, obviously. But it's not looking like we're going to win the West or be a high seed like we were last year. Team's banged up, obviously. But they're just not playing to the potential. And the biggest thing they're not playing the potential is on my third point. And that's that the offensive line is a complete liability. 
They're playing worse than they did last year with higher quality talent. I think Rob Satsgura mentioned this on his podcast yesterday on the Instant Reacts. He's 100% right. You know, I don't like to be negative, but this team is, the offensive line is a complete liability and they're playing worse than they should be. And I'm hoping, I don't think it's a rust thing. I don't, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. I cannot tell you what it is. They have to pick it up because right now, Lakin Tomlinson and Daniel Brunskill are two of the worst guards in the league. And even when Jimmy comes back, Jimmy has a faster release than Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard, but it doesn't matter because he's going to be running for his life all the time. And yeah, Russell Wilson runs for his life all the time, but Russell Wilson is a freak. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is just not that guy. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Mike McGlinchey is an absolute problem. And I don't know what else to say about it. The guy is a first round pick and he's not playing like it. And it's really disheartening to watch because I really like the kid. Him and Joe Staley seemed like they were on par, like just great, you know, a lot of chemistry. They were, you know, they both love playing tackle and, it, and Mike McGlinchey's just getting beat all over the field. The, the Eagles make him look stupid. On the first Nick Mullins interception, uh, it's McGlinchey was literally facing Nick Mullins with his face to him, chasing a guy who, who just beat him, beat the brakes off him. And you can't do that whether it's a rookie quarterback, whether it's a backup quarterback, whether it's your starter, you can, you have to block these guys. Like you got to give them more time. You know, you can't, there has to be something, something's got to give. Trent Williams was awful last night. And, you know, I think that's an anomaly. A lot of people are saying it's the worst game he's had as a 49er. He's only had 49er like four games, but that's besides the point. He was awful last night. He got beat a lot. The Niners allowed so many pressures it was disgusting and with that offensive line you might not even make the playoffs if they don't improve so they have to improve um the wide receiver and tight end position is still really good <laughs> that's the fourth takeaway uh jerk mckinnon uh is awesome but he's not a wide receiver but D red Ayuk and devo samuel are still awesome just just awesome that 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 brandon Ayuk play probably is one of the best plays i've I've seen from the Niners in the most in the last couple of years. Like, don't get me wrong. There's been some amazing plays, but Brandon Ayuk is so, 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 so special. And I think we're only seeing a little bit of what he can do. I do not understand why they stopped. They didn't throw him the ball at all. You know, that he runs, runs that jet sweep and gets the 38 yard touchdown run. And then they didn't really use him much. And I don't know if he's not open. I don't have the all 22, so I can't see if he's not open, but if he's open, we should be getting him the ball often. You know, Debo, still coming back from an injury. There's some, there's some, 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 some stuff to work on there. But they ran him in a jet sweep, got 10 yards, easy. Easy. You know, he only had 35 yards yesterday. But anytime Debo got the ball, it was obvious it was Debo Samuel. You know, he's still Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. You know, you, you have your number one and two wide receivers now. You know, you have... A, a set of receivers who can, can be a huge impact going forward. And then you still have the best tight end in the NFL, George Kittle, 15 receptions for 183 yards and a touchdown. He was awesome. He literally made up for so many of Mullen's deficiencies last night. If Nick Mullins didn't have George Kittle, I don't know what he would have done because George Kittle was everywhere. He caught everything except for the two point conversion, but besides the point, CJ should have not thrown the two-point conversion. He should have ran it himself. Come on, dude. Uh, sunshine. 
Come on, man. Um, but George Kittle is absolutely the best player on the field on offense and defense, and we knew it last night, and he's going to be that way because that's who George Kittle is, and that's why we paid him that kind of money. George Kittle is the man. Capital M man. There's nobody in this league as useful as George Kittle is right now. And maybe when Garoppolo comes back, the games won't rely so much on George Kittle. But if, if we're going C.J. Beathard against the Miami Dolphins, who aren't good as either, you know, this, is, this, is the, this was the stretch you needed to win. You needed to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. You needed to beat the Miami Dolphins. And you had to do it handedly. And they need to go out and play the Miami Dolphins and take care of business, even, without, even if it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Because that Rams game is going to be tough because it's a division game, whether I think the Rams are good or not, which I don't. I don't think the Rams are very good at all. I, I think their defense has a lot of problems. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's scary, and it might scare Jimmy Garoppolo, and you still have Aaron Donald. And that's the biggest thing is Aaron Donald's still a beast, and this offensive line sucks. So what do you do there? But I think the Niners are absolutely a better football team than the Los Angeles Rams. And they're going to get healthier as we go on. But my fifth point about today, that nice game, you know, Sunday night's game is the 49ers are not going to win the NFC West without some magic. You know, Seattle has to split with Arizona or lose twice. Seattle has to split with the Rams, lose twice. You know, Seattle has to lose to the Buffalo Bills. Like, we're going to have to be rooting against the Seattle Seahawks every single week, which we already do because we're Niner fans and we don't like the 12s. But Seattle has to lose some games here, and the Rams will have to lose a couple games, and we'll have to beat the Rams. You know, you're going to have to – it's going to come down to you doing your business. You need to go into Seattle and, do the, and, and get business and get the job done. And if you're healthier – than you were last night? Sure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you'll be able to get it done. But with the way they played last night and the way that offensive line is, yeah, Seattle's, Seattle's pass rush is awful. Their coverage is pretty awful too. But you're still going to have to score 30, 40 points to beat Russell Wilson with the way he's playing. And, yes, your defense is probably better than any of the defenses the Seattle Seahawks have played this season. You know, the Patriots, they looked better this week than they did the week they played Seattle. But, you know, it didn't – they were – they're, they just looked lost in that game. Your defense is decent. Yes, you don't have Nick Bosa. You still have Eric Armstead, and you, you have Kerry Hyder. And Kerry Hyder's been awesome. You know, you have DJ Jones. Hoping Ronald Blair comes back. He's supposed to come back after six games. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be a war of attrition. And in a war of attrition, as long as Seattle has their quarterback healthy, they're probably going to win the West. But this team is still really talented. And that's my point. The hype train's not going to stop just because we have to take a detour and maybe not win the West. This team's still really talented. They still have Kyle freaking Shanahan. And it was obvious last night how much Kyle Shanahan was making up for the deficiencies of Nick Mullins. Kyle Shanahan literally schemed a guy wide open on the second play of the game. And Nick Mullins missed it. Kyle Shanahan is the reason this team's going to compete every single year. And I know I sound like I'm getting kind of worked up and angry. And I am a little frustrated. Try to be a little positive, obviously, yes. But as long as Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of this team, they're going to compete. And they're, they're going to compete for the NFC West. They may not win it. But they're still going to be in the running for it. Yeah, they have two losses. Seattle has none. Sure. But they're going to be in the running as long as they can until unless these injuries really pile up, which it, they might, they very well might, but they should take care of business against the Rams. And even with Cam Newton, 
if they could shore up this stopping running quarterbacks, they can take care of him. And then that Seattle game is a toss-up. There's no fans there. There's no home field advantage to the Seahawks. But if your offensive line doesn't play better and you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo and you don't have Richard Sherman and you don't have Emmanuel Mosley, you're not going to beat truly great football teams and you're going to, you know, you're going to lose to Seattle. You're going to lose to Green Bay. You might even lose to the Saints, who I don't think are very good. You know, you, you should sneak in as a wild card. Absolutely. No matter what, you are better than most of the teams in this league, but you have to play like it. And they're not playing like it right now. They haven't played like it in two games at home. Yes, they beat the Giants and the Jets. Those teams suck. Sorry, they're awful. But you have, just, you have to prove that you're better by going out and playing Miami next week and taking care of business. God hope, God, I hope Jimmy Garoppolo's back. A lot of you was, were talking a lot of smack about Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, you know, I said my thing week one, he was bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of this football team. And when he plays, they win. And if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy for the rest of the season, it gives them a better chance to win the West. It gives them a better chance to get a better wild card spot. It gives them a better chance to, to do something in the playoffs, to make some sort of noise. But we need Seattle to lose, and we need the Rams to lose. Uh, Seattle has to – something freaky has to happen to Seattle because right now they look unstoppable, and it's not, their defense is terrible, and they still look unstoppable on offense. It's wild. It's wild. And – Right now, it's about going out and it's about being on to Miami and doing your business. And the hype train is not going to stop for anything. I will never give up on this team all season. But right now, things aren't great. There's problems. There's way more problems than we thought there was. We started talking a little bit about the O-line as things went on, and it, the O-line just hasn't improved. We thought Mike McGlinchey was getting better. No, it's because he played the Giants. Mike McGlinchey has to improve. He's got, he's got a fifth-year option coming up soon. And he has to be better if he wants to stay on this team or they're going to replace him. And then not to mention what this does for if Mike McGlinchey sucks and you look at the draft picks, the first round draft picks, the first two years, it doesn't look good. But I don't want to get into that because that's really, really, really depressing. And I want to be excited about this football team. I still think there's so much potential. There's so much potential here. And their backups have played well. There's so much talent with this team. And they're just underperforming. And I don't want to say it's the Super Bowl hangover because I don't believe in a Super Bowl hangover. But right now, those people with those narratives are winning right now. And we do, I don't like that. Let's move on to some questions real quick from our mailbag. You can always check out any mailbags we do at NN Podcasts on Twitter. And we have a couple people who send in some stuff. We got at h 2 tis He said, why the hell do our players keep getting hurt? Oh, man. If I knew this question, I would be a millionaire and I'd be able to go down to the Niners facility and fix this right now. I do not know. Uh, it's partly maybe because of the COVID, the COVID thing. Um, you know, a lot of problems within the fact that uh, there was less practices with pads on. There was less, you know, less going on than normal. And, you know, this is probably going to be one of those seasons where we see the most injuries we've ever had, even without the preseason games. It's just the nature of this season and how it all came and how the NFL really, you know, everything kind of happened last minute. I mean, Cam Newton had got COVID-19 and they still played the game on Monday, you know, but it felt like the sky was falling when Cam Newton first found out they got it. You know, people are saying the Saints might have, it turns out it's false positive. 
you know, they didn't know what to do with when the Steelers player, when the Titans players got it and they just ended up giving a bye week. It's just, it's nuts. You know, this isn't, this is a season like we've ever, never seen before. There's never been a season like this where there's no fans. It's just so trippy watching that Sunday night game and seeing no fans up at Levi's and, and seeing, you know, thinking about what the fans would do. Like I know Levi's fans are rowdy and you know, that game would have been a lot more fun with fans. And it, it would probably, I don't want to say it's a win. I think the first game would have been a win with fans just because that Raheem Mostert run would have just kicked everything off. Cause I remember at the NFC championship, Raheem Mostert goes on that big run and boom, that place was electric and it was electric for the whole entire game. And yes, it's the NFC championship, but still right now we're dealing with something that no fan, no player, no team has ever dealt with before in this COVID-19. And I think that's a lot of what's leading to the injuries. Plus you just played an extended season. You know, you played to the Super Bowl. You played up until February. A lot of teams didn't play up until February. A lot of players, teams didn't even play till January. And then you had to go play at that MetLife Stadium turf, which was just awful. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not ideal. It's not ideal at all. Uh, the next question we've got is from Thomas America, at Thomas America. Given Brunskill's struggles when Richburg is healthy, would you bench Brunskill and start Garland, uh, Garland at guard? I think this is actually a pretty easy question. Yeah. <laughs> Weston Richburg is such an important part of this team. And ideally he comes back and he's, you know, he's, he's the guy that we had before who was, you know, he's actually pretty good. And I think that Garland has actually been decent. He hasn't been great, but Ben Garland was, I think the best lineman on the field against that Eagles team. And I think you can move Garland to guard and you bring Weston Richburg in. I think you see immediate improvements. I just don't think Daniel Brunskill is very good. You know, a lot of the talk we had before was that he's this awesome player and, and we just haven't seen it. You know, nothing Brunskill's put out on the field has really made me think that he's a great player or a great guard. I mean, I think he's one of the worst great guards in the league right now. And so is like a Tomlinson. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly what is leading to this downgrade in, in lineman play. It's, 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 it's kind of bizarre because they were so good last year. These are almost the same exact guys as last year, but better because Trent Williams is a better player than Joe Staley. And I love Joe Staley. I think every Niner fan does. But he was not the same guy he was before last season. I think we all knew it. And you bring in a guy who's even better, you expect to see improvements. And there's been some times where Trent Williams just does some pretty cool stuff. But we didn't see the improvements at all. Uh, one thing about Ben Garland real quick before we move on to the next question. Ben Garland has allowed one pressure through 203 snaps. It's amazing what Ben Garland has done. He's really good. And that's awesome. That's a great, that's a really positive thing to have. Garland has been a great pickup and, you know, it's nice to have him. Next question is from Richard Siebel, at Richard Siebel. Uh, when does Ronald Blair come back? We need pass rush. <laughs> um, week six, Ronald Blair, Weston Richburg, and Julian Taylor will all be able to eligible to return from the PUP. Um, that'll give you some reinforcements at edge and inside. Just better pass rushing in general. Uh, Julian Taylor and Ronald Blair should be a big part of being able to get to the quarterback um, and hopefully maybe stopping running quarterbacks a little bit better. 
And then our final question comes from uh, Lance Cuddle. He said, it appeared to me that both of our offensive tackles struggled. A lot of these questions are about the offensive line. Uh, bad against Philadelphia. Trent Williams is a big free agent acquisition for us where we gave up a fifth-round pick in 2020 and a third-round pick in 2021. And we used a first-round pick overall in McGlinchey. Was Sunday's subpar performance an anomaly, or should we be concerned? <sighs> I don't know, to be honest with you. I think that there's so much talent on this team, and they're underperforming so poorly that it can't continue to be this bad. I just don't think it can. I think that uh, – it's got to improve. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo improves it because of the fact he gets the ball out. And I think, you know, they have the receivers now getting open. They're not going to have the problem where God, I hope they don't have the problem where Jimmy Garoppolo is just standing there like an idiot, throwing, not throwing the ball, you know, and we're yelling at him, throw the ball, throw the ball. I think that him being back uh, will be a big deal in, in this offensive line looking better. And so that's all we can hope for Niner fans. You know, these are the hard ones. You know, the hype train's never going to stop. And I'm always going to try to be the most positive guy on this website for you. But it's tough when you lose a game like that where you were clearly a better football team and you knew you were a better football team and you just couldn't get it done against a team that was subpar, injured, and yes, they had their quarterback and you didn't. But you have to win those games when you're dealing with a Seattle team who probably isn't going to lose more than three or four games this year. And seeding matters a little less unless you're the one seed. If you're the one seed, you're set. You know, you get the bye week. But seeding doesn't matter as much. Yes, you get a home game. But if, if COVID's not gone, then a home game's not really going to matter much. You know, if you have to go to Seattle week one of the playoffs and play them, as long as they didn't, you know, destroy you, you know, it's not going to matter that you're playing in Seattle. Just like it doesn't matter you're playing in Levi's right now. Yeah, you're losing games at home, and that's weird. But I, I think part of it is that this defense gets energized by the fans you know, because they were so good last year at home. But playoffs are still wide open. The Niners can totally still make the playoffs. I know I complained a lot. I tried to stay some sort of positive. There's some positives with this team. They're still really talented. There's still a lot of depth. The quarterback is coming back. The corners will come back. Pass rush is going to get better with Ronald Bland, Julian Taylor. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. And we've only seen a little bit of what he can do. And you have Debo back now. Kittle's still the man. There's a lot of things that, that, that Niner fans can be excited about, but we have to be realistic here. And they have to win some games that are going to be really tough. The schedule doesn't get easier now. It gets harder. And San Francisco really has to pick it up. And I think they will. I think they will. I really think Kyle Shanahan is a good enough head coach that they will be able to do it. So if you want to see my Niner takes or you want to hear more from me, I'm on, at NinerNate49 on Twitter. Uh, recently, I got a bunch of Seahawk followers, and they're so generous and nice about everything. And that's sarcasm, if you couldn't tell. And let's roll. No more injuries. Hype train never stops. And let's, let's, go, let's go win the NFC West, you know? Let's go try and win the NFC West. Let's go try and win a Super Bowl. Let's be faithful. Let's try. The odds aren't in our favor, but some, the odds, sometimes the odds aren't in your favor. It comes down to how you perform and how you execute. Go Niners, beat the Dolphins. We'll see you next week.